I'm very excited to share this recording with you guys, which happened at our conference, sasopen.com, with over 100 speakers, all founders of B2B SaaS companies. We have a very high bar for what speakers share on stage, so you're going to enjoy this episode where we dive deep into revenue graphs, real tactics, and real growth metrics. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um... Um, my name is Yuri Ferber. I am CEO and founder of Britech. Uh, Britech is a SaaS for investment management. Um, so um, over the next uh, 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to show you how and why you should expand your uh, product from a single to multi-product. Uh, so I'm going to talk about um, value chain adjacency, um, uh, how to do it. If you can build the product, you can buy it, or you can partner now and buy later. And the importance of segmentation in customer support and customer success as well. So this is our, this is my company um, revenue growth over the last uh, five years. Uh, and uh, this is happening only because we also have multiple products. Um, by the end, I'm going to show the impact in the revenue growth of having multiple products. Uh, of course, um, so um, very important when you expand your product roadmap to build your next product. Of course, you start with one product. When you go to the next product, very important if you stay in the same ideal customer profile because it's, it, it will be easier to, to sell to the same client than to acquire a new client. It's always this. So uh, staying in the same customer, uh, ideal customer profile, it will allow you to upsell to that customer and also will be cheaper and um, you are going to have more retention. Why, why you have more retention? Because when you have multiple products, uh, same client using your multiple products, you start locking up your clients. So usually one product consumes data from another product and um, this creates a lockup uh, and it's great for mitigate your churn, and uh, there are some effects, of course, that I'm going to uh, talk uh, later. Um, uh, in our case, we start back in eight years ago, backing with one product for one customer profile, uh, and nowadays we have like seven products for seven different profiles 
and uh, serving like 30 different use cases for this, for this customer base. So uh, this is very interesting because it creates a lot of uh, opportunities to monetize your product portfolio. Uh, let's jump into section two. Um, there are many ways to build, to, to expand your product portfolio. Of course, you can use the traditional way of um, uh, building, you, as, you, as you probably did in the first product. You, you have your CTO, you have your team of software engineers, and you just build a new product. Of course, you have to uh, uh, pay attention to, to things like um, product market fit, uh, as my, my friend earlier in this uh, session just uh, showed you. So product market fit is, is one uh, thing that you must worry when you create a new product. You, you can have a product market fit product, but probably you, you don't, uh, it's not a, 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 you have to, when you create a new product, you have to be worried if you, if you, if you reach the, the product market fit for that new product. A second way to, to expand your product portfolio is to buy. You can buy a, a, another company, or you can buy the intellectual property, or you can, the third option, you can partner now and buy later, or maybe buy later. So what I mean by that? I mean that if you find a, another company that has a, another product, similar, uh, not similar, but uh, adjacent to your product, and, you, and something that you can sell to your customer base, maybe you can partner with that company, uh, bring that product to your product, so make it embedded in your product, like, like a white label, and after some time you can maybe um, buy these guys. Okay, so the, the advantage of, the, of doing this way is that you don't need money to acquire these guys, uh, as, as when, you, when you buy the, the company you have to, of course, uh, use money, but if you partner now and buy later, you can experiment if that product really has a market fit with your current product portfolio. And, and in the, in the, in the, another important thing is the culture. So you are bringing new people to your company. Is there a, 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 are you sharing the same values? Uh, the product is really selling to your customer base. So after some time, 6, 12, or maybe 18 months, you can start to realize if it's working or not. Uh, and when you, when you, when you do a, 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 a stuff like that, uh, partner now and buy later, of course, you have to take care of a lot of different things. First, you have to have it on paper. So, and start with, start, uh, with uh, uh, a partner uh, contract and stuff like revenue sharing, how much are you going to share with the partner, uh, um, uh, um, what, are, what are you going to do? Are you going to support the partner product? Your, so your support team is going to support your partner product. Ideally, yes, but 
sometimes it's not so easy to do that. Uh, so as more as you do using your partner product, as more you can retain from the, from, from the revenue. So you can maybe uh, share 50 or less percent as more as you, um, you do uh, for the, with that product. Uh, after some time, as I, as I said before, if you 6, 12, or 18 months, or 24 months, it depends, there's no magic number. Uh, after you find out that product from your partner is working, you're really selling it to your customer base, maybe you start to think about how to acquire these guys. So the, the, the acquisition, uh, uh, you should have, an, uh, uh, since day one, a uh, 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 formula to, to price that uh, cost of acquisition. So you can buy these guys or even if you can um, equity swap. So rather than buying them or buy the IP, the IP or buy the IP and the team, you can uh, uh, maybe bring these guys to your company and give your company's equity in exchange of their product. That's uh, the third option. This is, by the way, the, 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 the way I, I like more, okay? Uh, again, um, talking about, yeah. So build is the first way, buy is the second way. In my opinion, the best way is partner now and maybe buy later if it's working. Uh, let's jump to section three. So we are talking now about uh, segmentation. Uh, segmentation is very important because, you know, you can have a great product, but if you don't serve your customer base well, you're going to have churn even having a great product. So, in my opinion, too, if you are a, a vertical B2B, you, you must have segmentation in your customer support and your customer success teams. Uh, this is going to... So, your, both teams will, will need to have domain expertise on what you do. So, if they talk the same language of, uh, of your client, it's going to create a really uh, a value and it's going to create a, a bond and the churn will be dramatically uh, reduced. So segmentation is very important. And customer success, by the way, customer success for me is uh, they are the, 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 the guys that upsell. So again, going back to that example, you have a product, you partner with another company to uh, add their product to your offer, offering. Um, who does that? In my opinion, the customer success is the, is the one that uh, upsells. Because why is that? Because for me, a customer success is like a CRM 2.0. You know? So these are the customer relationship managers, very close to the clients, uh, they, but, but they need to understand the, the, the client business. And uh, so they are, they are talking to the client on a, a frequent basis. So they, they will know the best time to upsell or to sell a new product to that same client. And the sales teams, they are worried about bringing new clients. So you segment, you, you leave the sales team acquiring new clients, and you have the customer success team, of course, 
making sure everything is working and upselling new products to your client base. We believe it, this is a page from our website. We believe it so much that you can see in our product page, this is our products. Um, in our product page, we highlight the, our customer success team and our customer support team. So again, you can have a great product, but you need to have customer success and customer support very, uh, serving your clients very well and keeping your churn very low. Um, so, uh, so I show you these three most important things I think uh, 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 is important to take care of when you are expanding your product portfolio from single to multiple products. But let me show you the impact when you have a multiple portfolio uh, uh, in your company, what happens to your growth? Again, if you keep your, your churn low, and what is low? Usually one digit, so less than 9% per year is a, is a, is a, a good metric for a low churn, so, okay? So you, if you have a, 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 churn, a low churn, and if you have multiple products, you can have a, a net dollar retention higher than 100%. In our case, we are working in a range between 110 to 120%. And what, what, what is the impact of, the, of having a, a high net dollar retention? The growth coming from the customer base is huge. If you take a look at, for example, um, 2019, 27% of the, of the growth came from the customer base. If you take a look at 2020, 30% came from the customer base. And if you take a look at 2021, two-thirds of the growth came from the customer base. Only one-third one came from new clients. So this is only possible if you have multiple products and you are constantly frequently um, upselling to your customer base. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm open to, to questions. Um, please. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, our ICPR, other B2Bs. Um, what are your thoughts of targeting the same company but different department within those companies, right? Because right now we serve, let's say, the operation department, but maybe we can come up with a product that serves their sales department. So even though it is the same ICP, the same company. Another department. But another department. What are your thoughts about that? Or should we like stay within the same department and not go cross department? Yeah. yeah. When, I, when, I, when I say ICP, it can be a different persona inside the same, the same company, uh, but not the same user. So in your case, uh, it, it, we have the same situation in our company. First, again, 
if you if the, the, the if one department that that is your client is saying good things about you your company this is going to help a lot because the first thing is uh, when the new department will buy a, a product from you is ask the other department so again customer support customer success key in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, in this moment uh, so it's not a problem it's considered the same icp another department so very important. If, if you have big corporations and you have products to sell for the entire company, th this will work. And uh, I don't know how, how, how young is your company, or, or, but uh, if you have multiple products, you are going to, 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 to experiment net dollar retentions uh, in, in, in high levels. Thank you very much, guys.